Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. Duh. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat wherever you would like in the classroom. You are so welcome. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. So I'm sorry for this episode being a little bit late today, guys. I My sleep schedule was a little bit thrown off because yesterday I got the monkeypox vaccine, thankfully. I'm so thankful I got it. Seeing all these TikToks and all these news stories of people saying it was the most excruciating, horrible pain they've ever been through in their life. And they were sick for four weeks and now have scars on their face. And especially because I'm in the gay community, I am so thankful that I was able to get it in Chicago. Shout out to T-Pan where I got it. Um, I had to do some, I had to jump through some hoops and ladders to get this vaccine though. I had to wake up at 4 a.m. And then drive to the city. I'm in the suburbs, so I had to like drive 45 minutes to the city and then wait in line outside of this place for two hours until I got my number because you had to be one of the first 100 people there. I was number like 35 or something. So I had to get my number that I was thankfully there early enough for and then come back six hours later to get the shot. So needless to say, I was fucking exhausted after that, but I feel super good. The vaccine is safe if you were considering getting it. I got the... Uh, June the the one that starts with J the like Junos one the two dose one and my arm is like a little tender and sore today but besides that nothing else is wrong there's no like real big side effects from these vaccines and it will keep you safe from getting monkeypox or if you still do get monkeypox because it's not 100% you know foolproof your symptoms will be way less which means way less pain way less possibility of scarring and just a better time well if you somehow get it so consider that look in your area and just know there's you know it's safe there's nothing bad about it let's talk about what we're gonna get into today so obviously ah the p and kim breakup oh my god we have to talk about that we need to get into everything and trust me we're gonna get into everything and then there was a tragic death in hollywood that we're gonna talk about and then we're gonna talk about a lot of music stars who said they were going to retire are actually coming back now which is super, super exciting. So before we get into this podcast episode, rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. Take a screenshot of you listening to it, post it to your Instagram story and tag me and I will hit you up in your DMs. And that way you can let everyone know what amazing podcast you're listening to and help spread the word. You guys have been doing that so much and it's been working. So shout out to people doing that. And let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Class is in session. That's what I am. Sadly, Olivia Newton-John is going up to that malt shop in the sky. And if you don't get that reference, it's from Greece. But Olivia Newton-John has unfortunately 
passed away at the age of 73. She died peacefully with her friends and family in her house. If you do not know who Olivia Newton-John is, she was like one of the original main pop girls. And I'm serious. Olivia was doing what all these girlies are doing today, but back in like the late 90s, and she was doing it flawlessly. She had five number one hits, which is crazy. I got five number ones. You got five number nuns. That was Olivia, <laughs> um, including Let's Get Physical, Physical, that Dua Lipa sampled in, you know, in modern times. Like, her impact is crazy. Um, also including Have You Ever Been Mellow and I Honestly Love You. She got four Grammy Awards. I mean, come on. The Alkalades and 100 million records sold. So a true legend, a true icon. Plus, she was in the movie Grease. We've all seen Grease. We all love Grease. One of the most... High, one of the most highest grossing, popular, monumental musicals of all time. I mean, I fucking love Grease. Every single song on the soundtrack, especially the ones that Sandy was singing, like, you better shape up, ooh, 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 cause I need a man, and my heart is set on you. I mean, oh, it's so good. And her iconic, like, bad Sandy look that people still talk about all the time. Like, she was one of the originals, like, good girls gone bad. Like, she's the poster girl for that. She, she's just a legend. She's so iconic. Um, Grease was, like, my music education growing up, too. Like, I really learned to love music through, like, all of the musicals I would watch, like, with my family as a kid. So, Grease was one of the ones that definitely got me into music for the rest of my life. So, I have to thank her for that. Her Grease co-star, John Travolta, actually had a really like touching and like sad um, tribute to say about Olivia after he found out that she died. She, uh, he said, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road and we will all be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever. You're Danny. You're John. Oh, that was so good. He's so cute. I loved them in Greece. I don't care what people say about John Travolta. I, I used to think he was so hot when I first saw him in Greece. I was like, damn, John. Like, he was like the poster boy for what all these fuckboys look like today. So they were iconic. I love both of them. So about Olivia Newton-John and like how she died. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Olivia Newton-John, she was battling breast cancer for 30 years. Can you believe that? 30 years? Like, I feel like when a lot of people get breast cancer or in the past when they would get breast cancer it was kind of seen as this like super scary like almost like death sentence in a way like did not know how long they would last but she was fighting breast cancer and a different form of cancer for over 30 years she beat it twice then found it again at the base of her spine um about four years ago and eventually it progressed over the last like four or five years and she recently lost her battle to that but i just think it's so inspiring that she could have had such like um you know a worse experience with cancer and I could have taken her out earlier, but she fought it for so long. I mean, just that in itself is so inspirational for anyone who has cancer. It's not seen as this, oh my God, like my life is coming to an end. It's seen as like, okay, like I can live with this for a long time and maybe beat this and overcome this because look at Olivia Newton-John. She lived for over 30 years with it. That's amazing. I love hearing that. And something that Olivia Newton-John attributed to her successful fight against cancer for a long time was her love for medical cannabis actually obviously you know all the other treatments that she was doing i'm sure helped but olivia um she really believed that it was a magical miracle drug cannabis that would strengthen her body 
and strengthen her mind while she was going through this fight. And she swore it made her feel so much better when she was on it. She felt like her symptoms were less and she felt like when she would go to get these CT scans, there was like less cancer. And maybe her doctors were saying that it was the treatment, but she swore it was the magical miracle drug of cannabis. And my aunt actually says the same thing. She's like another inspirational um, story of someone who is unfortunately dealing with cancer she was given like a year to live and it's been like six or seven years and she also attributes medical marijuana to her successful fight and she says that's what's kept her alive and like feeling good this whole time she swears by it so i don't know i think they may be onto something um one of olivia's family members said olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years sharing her journey with breast cancer her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with plant medicine continues with the Olivia Newton-John Found Foundation dedicated to researching plant and cancer medicine. So Olivia Newton-John, she was so inspired by her love for cannabis that she started a foundation because she believes that everyone should have access to medical cannabis who is going through this treatment. And I think that is fucking amazing. She's leaving behind such a powerful legacy of not only hope and like emotional support but she's leaving behind instrumental to support to people with like money and research and funding in this impact so anyone who has cancer going forward can use tactics that olivia used to live for such a longer time and feel better the whole time speaking of feeling better also uh, olivia uh she attributes her successful battle with cancer to the fact that she never let cancer engulf her mind and her stability and her mood she said that she filled her life with pos- with positive thoughts the largest percent of the time that she possibly could, even though it was really overwhelming and scary. I mean, of course, it would be being diagnosed with something like that. But she quickly told herself that she made the decision that she would be okay, and she just had to believe that she was going to be okay. And shortly before she died, I think a few years ago, she said, I'm probably one of those people who's living beyond cancer, living beyond probably what people expected to happen. And she's absolutely right. And I feel like there's more and more people like living beyond cancer. I think that's a great way to put it, like living beyond cancer, because, you know, you get these short prognosis, but it doesn't turn out to be true. And I'm so happy that she attributes her positive thinking to this journey she had, because obviously cancer is terrible. But I think that a a negative mindset is kind of like a cancer in itself. A negative mindset will eat you up from the inside. It will start to have like a negative effect on your whole body. Like, I don't know if you guys, I've talked about my like uh, telogen effluvium before. It's hair fallout from stress. And that's just an example. Like my stress, I can get so stressed out that my hair will legit fall out. So that's why like a negative mindset is so bad for your whole body. I've been doing so much better lately. My hair's been falling out way less if you guys were wondering. But um, yeah, a positive mindset is just going to, reflect positively on your whole entire body and it could literally keep you in better health and keep you alive so shout out to olivia newton john um and yeah what can we learn from her i think what we can take away from her whole experience that she has gone through and now that she's left this earth with that your thoughts have so much more of an impact on your life than you think positive thoughts will give you positive feelings positive feelings will lead to positive emotions positive emotions will lead to positive actions and positive actions will lead to a positive life. So all in all, positivity is a seed that you need to plant in your mind to have your life bloom in a beautiful and prosperous way. And it is essential to good health, even just as much as your physical health, going to the gym, 
eating right, focusing on your mental health and having a positive mindset is so vital. And just the opposite is true with a negative mindset. So don't let the negative thoughts take over your mind or engulf you. Whatever you let grow inside you will grow. So regardless of what's going on in your life, even if it's something as bad as what Olivia went through with a cancer diagnosis, positive thoughts are the best medicine, so much more powerful than you think. Or weed is the best medicine. This dreadful day that we never wanted to come but knew would probably come is here. You know, we never wanted our fantasy to end. We wanted to root for the underdog. But alas, it is over. Kim and Pete are no more. (gasps) The Romeo and Juliet of our lifetime have broken up. And I am pissed. I am heartbroken. I'm shocked. My face has cracked. I'm gooped and gagged. When I found out this news, I woke up from a nap like five minutes before the news came out. And I swear, I was the first person who saw E! News like put out the statement because I have tweet notifications on for every single news outlet. So I always know what's going on. And I saw that and I like stopped in my tracks and I was just like, no, no, like this can't be true. This has to be clickbait. And it was true. And then I made a TikTok about it so fast. But Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have broken up. And if you want to know why. They've decided to just be friends. How can you be just friends with Kim Kardashian? Do you see her? How can you be just friends with that? Apparently, because Pete is so busy and because Kim is so busy all the time. I mean, Kim is doing so much shit. A lawyer, a mom to four. She has like seven companies and a reality show and so much going on. And then Pete is out filming a movie in Australia right now with Orlando Bloom that Kanye West probably got him the part for. So since he's filming that movie... Kim was trying to do the long distance thing and go see him as much as she can on Air Kim and pollute the, you know, world with her carbon more flying back and forth. But apparently it's just become too much for them. And because they're busy schedules and demanding relationship, they can no longer do the long distance thing. And they just said, quote, they have a lot of love and respect for each other, but found that the long distance and their demanding schedules made it really difficult to maintain a relationship. So they have decided to break up. Now, where does that leave us? Like, did they think about us in this? Because <laughs> we were in this relationship too. The public was in this relationship too. We were in a throuple. It was Kim, Pete, and the public. And they just left us like this. I wanted more. And I deserved more. They were really going to shove our relationship down our throats, forcefully make us gag, hitting our uvulas, and just leave us like this? Break up because they were busy? I wanted something more exciting. I wanted some Pete and Ariana breakup, seven diss tracks, look at you, boy, I invented you, Gucci tennis shoes running from your issues, cardio girl for the heart. Wanted you to grow, but boy, you wasn't budding. Everything you are made you everything you aren't. 
I saw your potential without seeing credentials. And maybe that's the issue. That's what I wanted. I wanted some drama. I wanted to look forward to the season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. And now I'm not. Like, I would have looked forward to season two more if I knew they were still together and we were going to see their love story. But now that I know they have this anticlimactic breakup, I just don't care as much. And that's exactly what it was. It was anticlimactic. Now Pete is just left by himself again. Pete gets teased by the universe so much. Like, yeah, a lot of great things happen to him. But also, he's just getting teased. He gets with Ariana Grande. He gets with Kim Kardashian. And then, taken away. Oh, the the universe was like, oh, were you enjoying that? Did did you want that for your whole life? No, you're not going to get it. You're never going to get it. Is he just a rebound for these celebrity women who would like to have a good time? Is he just seen as a toy for people to have fun with for a bit and then throw them out for someone who's more husband material? Like Ariana got married to the next guy she dated. Oh my God, someone's calling me. Oh my God. I don't answer phone calls. I don't know. This is so scary. No, because if they think I'm answering it, I'm not. No, because how do people even get my phone number? Like, that's so scary. I don't answer people I don't know ever. Anyway, am I defending Pete Davidson? I feel like I know the appeal for him. Like, I feel like his appeal is that he's interesting for a little bit. You know, the whole concept and, like, aura of Pete Davidson is interesting. He's, like, this damaged guy who's, like, depressed and, like, mentally unstable. But he's still, like, really positive and funny and happy. And he's, like, ugly, but he's also really hot at the same time. And there's this, like, I can fix him mentality and he has all this potential. But no, he's just interesting enough to have fun with for a bit. You know, his his BDE, his big dick energy. Kim even said she was basically just DTF. He's fun to have, you know some fun with for a bit and then they let him go so that's exactly what happened to him again and i really feel bad for him who do you guys think he should date next a single woman who he should date next i think is selena gomez right pete davidson and selena gomez that makes sense to me selena is single did you guys hear her grandma like almost expose her in one of her like tiktoks or instagram live or something she was like can you tell me about that guy you just broke up with and selena was like grandma so she's single and she's like the only woman who I can think of right now that's single, that he can keep up his status of, you know, the roster of women that he's been with. He has a reputation to uphold. So I think he can be with Selena Gomez next. Or the Queen of England. She's single. Ooh, imagine he was with the Queen of England, then they get married, and then Pete is suddenly the King of England. He goes from the King of Staten Island to the King of England. Oh my God, and the tattoos. He now has Kim tattoos. I guess Kim is famous enough where like, it's it's like okay like it can kind of be seen as like iconic to have a kim kardashian tattoo like i'm not even dating kim and i might get a kim kardashian tattoo but still like they were dating and now oh my god and his and his branding his fucking branded kim name on his like collar or something insane he's gonna live with a branding of kim kardashian for the rest of his life why would kim let him do that if she like didn't plan on staying with him that's crazy I feel like Pete was planning on staying with her forever, though. Like, he wasn't just getting these t- these tattoos for nothing. Maybe he always thinks that, but I really think he was thinking that with Kim this time. And the T is that, reportedly, Pete Davidson was, you know, towards the end of the relationship, was getting ready to propose to Kim. He wanted to be with Kim forever. And reportedly, he asked Kim if he could propose to her and if she saw marriage in the future and Kim responded with right now no 
don't propose to me. I'm not going to want to marry you. She just said she wasn't ready to take that big of a step, which I get. You know, that would be her fourth marriage. And she probably didn't want to go through that right now. She probably just wanted to have fun. Like we know now that people just like to do with Pete. So I feel really bad for Pete that he kind of knew at that moment that Kim didn't want to, you know, marry him, at least for a long time. You know, he wanted it to last forever and made plans for the future with Kim. But Kim had other plans and she didn't want to. I just think she would have made it work even if he was doing this movie in Australia if she really liked him. And I think that would have been like, you know, the like fork in the road. I feel like their fun finally had to end after nine months and it was the fork in the road. Kim, Pete is going away. He asked if he'd be down for engagement. And Kim said no. You know, that's kind of the moment where they have to commit to each other a bit more that was pete's plans he thought they were forever but no so what can we learn from this when you make plans god laughs you never truly know what's going to happen in your life even if you plan it down to the t cross your t's dot your eyes have this whole itinerary and plan for your life you can be so meticulous with the planning but god is not going to let your plan happen according to your plan let me just tell you that so just enjoy life in the moment take it for what it is be thankful for every day. Be thankful for the current situation and, in, and embrace whatever moment you're in, if it's good or bad, because you never know what is going to happen next. You can try to plan. You know what they say? Um, hope for the best, but, pre- but prepare for the worst because you never know what will happen. That's really true. So just be content with knowing that you really cannot plan for your life. And there's a little bit of positivity and like a good feeling that comes with that you know just realize that your life is in the hands of the universe and god and they have your best plan always in mind even if it's not the one you originally thought it was going to be so moving on a bit people now that they broke up kind of think they're just you know they're like my pr theory was true they were just a pr relationship the contracts are up blah 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 blah. so people think it was pr now it could be fun to kind of dissect what this could be pr for You know, Kris Jenner, she's infamous for making a family headline in a moment when the family could use it. So people are like, hmm, did Kris Jenner cause them to break up at this current moment for something else? Was something else bad going on? People were theorizing that because Kylie and Travis were kind of called out for like polluting the world with their short flights and emitting carbon into the air. One of the celebrities that were doing it most, people were like, oh, like, let's get this negative publicity away from Kylie and Travis, who have had enough negative publicity in the past year. And Kim and Pete, you, you got to break up. Or was it because of Chloe and Tristan's baby? People were like, wait, let's put two and two together. Chloe and Tristan just had their baby. They conceived it nine months ago. And Chloe was going to look like the dumbest person in the world even more you know unfortunate that she already does look like the dumbest person in the world if people now found out they're having another baby together and she conceived it right before he cheated on her a fifth time so maybe to mask this whole oh they just had their other baby let's distract them with a different drama of kim and pete breaking up like this is the time that we have to play that card they're basically waiting to play the kim and pete breakup card so maybe they were maybe they're hiding something um maybe it worked out happily for them getting to use this distraction but someone who's definitely happy about this breakup is kanye west he is so happy that is the main topic everyone's talking about online all these memes about oh this is kanye when they break up this is kanye this is kanye. and it's people laughing it's videos of people being you know excited it's that one video that homeless man like his clothes whack his face whack something like that like outside of kim's window so 
Kanye's very happy about this and everyone was waiting for his response and he did not disappoint. Kanye logged back onto his Instagram and in a fury and posted a fake news headline with like a fake newspaper on his Instagram that said Skeet Davidson found dead at 28 years old. When I saw that, I was floored. I was like, I thought he went to therapy. I thought we moved past this. His therapist failed us. That is batshit crazy. And on the bottom, apparently it said Kid Cudi was supposed to perform at his funeral, but he got a, he got too scared of people throwing bottles at him. Because when Kid Cudi was at a festival last month, people threw bottles at him and he stopped his show. And Pete and Kid Cudi are best friends. And that's why Kid Cudi and Pete are, are that's why Kid Cudi and Kanye are no longer friends. Kanye is the messiest bitch you know. Have you ever seen that tweet that's like, take a moment and really reflect on the messiest person you know? It's a man, isn't it? It's Kanye West. He's batshit with the most respect. Crazy. I'm not saying crazy in a derogatory way. Crazy in a respectful way. And I cannot believe he posted that. And apparently, Kim was disgusted by his post. She wanted him to take it down immediately. But Kanye probably thought this was a great idea. Oh, Kim's going to get back with me. They're finally single. He's doing this for me. A lot of fans thought that too. People were like starting the rumors that... Oh, Kim was just seen wearing an, an incredible shirt and the Incredibles were something that meant something to Kim and Kanye and Kim just did a Yeezy photo shoot this week and Kanye just fired his divorce lawyer. He, you know, they're no longer proceeding with the divorce. But let me just tell you guys right now, clean cut, the truth, they are never getting back together. Kim is over him. Kim adamantly stated many times how her relationship with Kanye is done. She will never get back with him. Her experience with him towards the end was very bad. She has no interest in it ever. And Kanye got rid of his divorce lawyer, his fourth one, because she said that he was too much to handle and was not cooperating with her. And he ghosted her. So she quit. You know, she had to go on to a different job that she'll actually get paid for. So he now has another one. He just hired his fifth divorce lawyer. So they are getting divorced. They are not getting back together. And honestly, I don't think they should. I love Kanye, but I don't think they need to get back together. And I hope you think the same thing. Like, do you really think Kim and Kanye should be back together? No. Absolutely not. So, we're going to get a whole new era of, you know, Kanye crazy posting again. I'm ready for it. That was like the most fun time of my life when Kim, when Kanye was posting all that shit about Pete. Yes, it was probably traumatizing for Pete. But it was so fun for me to watch and talk about... And I'm ready for a little bit more, maybe a little bit less harassment. Like he shouldn't tell people to yell at Pete on the street again, but just some jabs about Pete online. Like give us the real housewives realness. Give us a Twitter fight. Give us something. Um, and it was traumatizing for Pete. Apparently so much so that today, just like a few minutes before I started making this podcast, it was confirmed that Pete is now in trauma therapy after the breakup. Yeah. Trauma therapy. So, Pete has reportedly, we just found out, been going to trauma therapy since April. That's when he first, you know, tried it out a little bit because the whole attention from the media storm that was Kim and Pete and Kanye was getting to him. And apparently when Kanye would add fuel to the fire, it just made it worse. And April was kind of after all of that barrage of negativity. Kanye was throwing Pete's way, you know, all the beheading of Pete Davidson and the monkey beating the shit out of Pete Davidson. That was after all that. So 
Pete checked into trauma therapy, trying to stop him. Basically, I'm assuming what they do in that therapy is trying to prevent Pete from having like a mental breakdown. You know, they're trying to be preventative of him going to that bad place. And I'm happy that he checked into it again because I think this is a moment. Obviously, losing Kim Kardashian is a big L, you know, that's a fat L. And it must be very devastating for Pete. Obviously, he was very invested into it. So I think it's great that he's going to this trauma therapy right now. One of the sources said, the attention and negativity coming from Kanye and his antics is a trigger for Pete. And now he's had to seek help. Kim does not tolerate this type of behavior from Kanye. And she was very adamant on getting Kanye to take her post down. Probably because Kim knows that it's a trigger for Pete. And he's away at trauma therapy right now and doesn't want to make his experience any worse. So guess what? Kim actually got Kanye to take down his post of the newspaper that said that Pete died. And that makes me feel so bad for Pete. Like, people are just like, he's just trying to find love out here. He probably was like, oh, Kim is a baddie. Like, she likes me. Like, I found love. And then all this shit happens. It makes me feel like people were just toying with Pete. And Kim and Kanye were just toying with him. Kim to have some fun with him for, you know, keep up her high profile. We're always talking about Kim status. And then Kanye to just berate and abuse online and pete just has to deal with it so i can't believe i'm like defending pete right now and being a team pete person but i really am and i really do feel for him and i hope the trauma therapy works and maybe he should just get a nice girl next (laughs) maybe he doesn't need to date a famous you know 300 million follower instagram baddie maybe he can go down to like 50 million followers (laughs) Maybe that's a more appropriate place for Pete. So wishing Pete all the best in the healing. And Kanye, just like make music or something. I don't know. A wise woman once said, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. And she was right. You can't kill bad bitches. Which is exactly why there are a lot of pop stars having a reemergence and big moments in their careers right now who previously said that they were retiring. You thought they were gone, but they're back, bitches. So the first woman I want to talk about is none other than Iggy Azalea, one of my best friends. I met Iggy before. We made a TikTok together. Um... She's beautiful. She's lovely. She's gorgeous in person. She's so sweet in person. And we're truly BFFs. So um, Iggy Azalea last year said that she was done with music. And she even named her last album in End of an Era. Because that was the last album she was ever going to make. She kind of retired because she said the love of creating music was gone for her. Because Ever since her whole cancellation, like she had that one great summer and one great era with Fancy and Problem and Black Widow. And she was on top of the world that year. But everything after that, after her whole cancellation, you know, era in 2016, she said anything she put out. Yes, the fans would love it. Her small group of fans that 
we're still sticking with her would love it, but the general public would listen to it and then have such negative and critical things to say about her that she was worried to put anything out because she knew people would just suck the fun of making art and releasing things out of it just because of the negative shit they would have to stay online. So she was like, I want to make one more album for the fans because I love them. But after that, I'm retiring and I'm done. And fuck you guys for making her do that, for making her try to give up this passion of hers because you decided to hop on a hate train and a bandwagon that she doesn't deserve. And people know that. I always see these undercover Iggy like lovers online like saying, like, oh, she's underrated. Like, maybe she's not that bad. Maybe she deserves another chance. Like, that was your bullying that did that. So I don't know why you're turning around now. Stay in your hatred. Stay in your struggle. But anyway, Iggy Azalea has seen the light because she tweeted literally just yesterday. A year ago, I was willing to walk away from music because I was tired of negative energy it attracted. But what I've learned is that even when I'm minding my business, y'all gonna be negative and nosy. So if I can't have peace, neither can you. I'm coming back. Cry about it. And she tweeted a photo of like a hand coming through a grave someone coming back from the dead. And I love that. She realized that even if she doesn't put anything out, people are still going to hit on her just because they're losers who have nothing better to do and live a sad existence and just want to try to bring other people down and stop them from living their dreams. And she's not going to believe it anymore. She's not going to feed into that narrative. She's just going to make music for the people who love her. And I'm so fucking happy for her to come back. I literally tweeted at her last week. I was like, make music again, Iggy. We love you. And maybe she saw it. Maybe, you know, all the love that people give her just inspired her and I was a part of that. So, ew, someone commented we lost under her post about coming back and she said, yep, gonna be a terrible year for you all 2023. Gear up, bitch. Yes, I want like a second coming of Iggy, like these big hits, this big era and she's capable of it. She makes fucking bangers and I'm so happy for her to come back and I love her. Someone else who previously said that they were retired from music is britney spears you know well first of all she's been gone from music for a long ass time at this point it's been like over six years since her last album and she said from this conservatorship and everything and because of her family she was never going to perform again she said she'll never perform again if she stays in the conservatorship but she's out of the conservatorship so she said she'd perform again but probably not like make new music but she's also coming back and her collaboration with elton john was officially announced yesterday the two are putting out a kind of remade version of his song tiny dancer it's kind of going to be like the dua lipa cold heart that elton john did it's going to be kind of remake kind of new an original so it's called hold me closer and they put out the cover art for it it's like two emojis it's like the rocket emoji and the flower emoji which is so simple britney spears was probably the one who wrote that or who made that cover because we know she loves emojis but yeah they're coming back britney is back i can't believe it and apparently not only is she doing this collab with elton john but she's currently working on a revenge album against her family ah that is gonna be the best musical era of all time if she puts that out i swear to god she'll win every grammy get number one she will take over the entire world and that's exactly what we need i love revenge albums that taylor swift obviously invented and i think everyone should have a reputation era but especially britney spears imagine the song titles imagine the line she's gonna say about her dad and her sister and her mom people are gonna die in the process of that album at the beginning of that album they'll say people did die in the making of this album uh i hope she's doing that and i'm so happy she's back and this is the life she's always wanted to live so i'm so happy for britney someone else who previously said that they were going to retire from music Nicki minaj i don't know if you guys remember but after her whole queen era and that album like not doing quite as amazing it's, i mean still did amazing but not quite as poppin as her previous albums and after that whole Nicki hate train when cardi came out and 
the Migos and everyone were like against Nikki um, in 2019. Nikki tweeted, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it till the death of me in the box because you ain't nobody checking me. Love you for life. So that was kind of her surprise retiring from her fans. Some people dropped surprise albums. She dropped surprise retirement announcements. So the fans were devastated. They thought she was never going to make an album again. And she kind of like said that she'll do features again and maybe a single here or there, but she'll never make an album again. But she finally announced that she is making another album and that she is back and that her new song, Freaky Girl, is going to be the lead single and it's coming out in three days. Ah! The next podcast episode, we'll hear it. I'm so excited. He wanna F-F-R-E-A-K. I'm so fucking excited for that song. But not only that, Nikki's coming back with a bang. Bang, bang into the room. Because she's getting the Vanguard Award at the VMAs this year, which is only two weeks away. The Vanguard Award is like the biggest award you can get at the VMAs. And every year when someone wins it, they do a whole big ass performance like medley super bowl level level performance so it's gonna be iconic and so exciting and you know nikki's gonna give it to us with a career spanning performance like all the way from like her mixtapes till now oh my god imagine if the whole vma stadium is filled with the barbs they should do that that'd be so much fun like seeing them all go off to her because no one goes harder than the fucking barbs and that's what nikki deserves at her vanguard performance so nikki is suiting up for a really amazing comeback and i'm so happy for her and all these women who are coming back to music also beyonce like never like retired from music but fuck all the people who said that renaissance was mid literally fuck you i don't know where you even got that thought from you literally have no taste in music and should rot but it's number one this week number one song break my soul and number one album renaissance and it broke streaming records it broke sales for the biggest female debut of the whole year so read that and weep bitch per you will not break her soul. And she's going to keep doing what she wants to do with or without you. So what can we learn from this? Never stop doing what you love just because of the people who give you hate. Just because the fucking haters. Don't let them take away your shine or your joy. They give people hate because they see you thriving. And they see your potential. And they're projecting. They hate themselves because you're a reflection of what they can't be. So just remember that. The more haters you have, you're probably doing something right. And you should probably just keep doing what you love. Haters are the reason that you should never stop doing what you love. You should do it because you have a passion and because you love it. But you should especially do it for your number one fans, which are your haters. So don't let anyone who gave up on their dreams talk you out of pursuing yours. Ever. Wait, before we end this podcast, I have something to say. Camila Cabello has a new boyfriend and he's hot. Like, he's really fine. Like, daddy. Like, I, I'm, I'm gonna call him Senorita or Senor or whatever the fuck. He can call me Senorita. He's so fine. He, he can do disrespectful things to me. Like, I don't even know this man, but I just saw photos of him. Apparently, he's like a CEO too. Ooh! Sean is clenching his pearls. Um, do you guys notice Sean Mendes goes to the beach like every fucking day? He's always there, always like thought walking into the beach like Tatiana, you know getting himself wet and knowing the paparazzi are there to get some good shots of his glistening body. He knows what he's doing. He's just, you know, frolicking, sashaying on the beach every day. Is he not worried that young girl fans are going to like maul him? Like who, who is protecting him? Is it, is it Baywatch? Is it the lifeguards? Like what's happening there? But he's at the beach every day, but you know, what's crazy to me. 
I have so many like inside sources and like people telling me that like Sean is gay and that he's gonna come out soon. Like I'm not even kidding. Like people who are like reputable have like hit me up and been like, by the way, like this is the tea on Sean. I ha- I'm not gonna like spill the details, but people who work like in the industry are like the PR contract with Camila was real. They weren't ever dating. Um, it was for two years and then they broke up. And now he's going to come out soon. So we'll see. I feel like we're it's like an emerging new era of Sean. And maybe that's why he canceled his tour because of his mental health. I don't know. That's just rumors allegedly. But yeah, we'll see what's going on with Sean. But in the meantime, good for Camila. Good for Camila. You should look up her new boyfriend. His name is Austin Kevich. Per. All right. Well, thank you for joining me on Pop Culture University today. I hope you had an amazing time. Again, sorry this one was a little bit late. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled really early morning post on Friday. And yeah, Friday is going to be such a fun day. Um, Super Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj. And then I'm seeing Pete Davidson's new movie on Friday. (laughs) Speaking of Pete, I'm seeing his movie Body Bodies Bodies on Friday. So very excited about that. I made a TikTok about how Leah Michelle doesn't know how to read and the conspiracy theory that she's illiterate. And people like believe it. Like it's fucking with me today because it's going so viral. And people are like, wow, I didn't believe this theory until this video. Or like, wow, you made it so believable. And they really think she can't read. People are commenting like, maybe she's just learning how to read. You know, she's been so busy. Or maybe she's not a good reader. Like, she's just not fluent yet. She can just practice. And I'm like, you guys, it's just, she can read. Like, this is just a theory. Like, it's, she can read. She's literate. But I kind of feel bad for making people believe it even more. Because now the theory is just even stronger. And she's going to get more memes thrown her way. But whatever. I think I just did my job then, making a good conspiracy video. Anyway, I hope you have an amazing week. Stay on your grind. Be a bad bitch. Um, Get the shit done that you have to get done. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. And keep a positive mindset throughout your whole day, no matter what happens. Like That lesson from that we learned from Olivia John is really just so important. A positive mindset is the key and the precursor to everything else that's going to happen in your day. So find something positive all day. It's truly the most powerful thing you can do as a human. I've had such a positive mindset lately and it's been so helpful. And even if it takes some time, like reflecting on like what you can find that's positive or kind of like reshaping your mind work or giving yourself something to look forward to or making a change to think positive, do that. It's so worth it. And yeah, just have a positive mindset. Be who you are in your pride. Okay, I will see you guys on Friday. Until then, I love you. Have the best week. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah, and rate this podcast and all that shit. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag me. You know what to do. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.